As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Tuesday the 17th of October. I'm Michael Bailey and on today's show... We'll look ahead to tonight's game between England and Italy. But first, last night's European Championship qualifying match between Belgium and Sweden was abandoned at half-time after two Swedish nationals were shot dead in Brussels. Swedish fans were held back in the stadium for safety reasons for two and a half hours and as we recorded late on Monday night UK time, the gunman was still at large. UEFA released a statement last night saying that following a suspected terrorist attack in Brussels, it has been decided after consultation with the two teams and the local police authorities that the Euro 2024 qualifying match between Belgium and Sweden is abandoned. Further communication will be made in due course. Posting on X, formerly known as Twitter, Belgian Prime Minister Alexandre de Croix said, I have offered my sincere condolences to the Swedish Prime Minister following the night's harrowing attack on Swedish citizens in Brussels. Our thoughts are with the families and friends who lost their loved ones. We'll keep you up to date with all the latest on this story over on The Athletic. Tonight sees one of football's great European matchups at Wembley. England host Italy in a rerun of the Euro 2020 final, which Italy won, of course. This time it's a qualifier to make Euro 2024. And it may not just be the Italian players being booed by the home supporters. On Friday, England beat Australia in a friendly and captain for the night, Jordan Henderson, was jeered by England fans on his first appearance at Wembley since moving from Liverpool to Saudi Arabia. Our own Tim Spears is covering England and he joins us now. Tim, what's been the fallout from those boos ahead of the Italy game? Uh, yeah, this is sort of overshadowed what's a pretty big game, game that everyone's looking forward to, England, Italy, Wembley. Tuesday night, qualification not on the line but can be secured. And yeah, Gareth Southgate's pretty much press conference at uh, Tottenham Hotspur's training ground on Monday afternoon, sort of dominated really by questions about Jordan Henderson yeah the booing and the reasons behind it it's it's a bit more of a nuanced issue than just booing someone because you don't like them or don't rate them and so the reasons behind it what's happened with Saudi Arabia 
and um, Henderson being such a prominent supporter of LGBTQ plus rights. Yeah, so Southgate had his say after the booing against Australia, said he doesn't understand it, doesn't want it. He did concede that he gets it and that if you disagree that somebody who's been such a prominent supporter of LGBTQ plus people then goes to Saudi Arabia, he said, you know, I get it, but I still don't think people should boo. Yeah, it's a really interesting one with Gareth Southgate because not so long ago he was being held up as this empathetic leader. He was being eulogised. We've got a play about him currently running on the West End about the job he's done with England. So it does feel like there has been a growing sense in recent months that maybe Southgate's not quite viewed in the same way now. Yeah, and the the dynamics have definitely changed. And I think part of that is he knows he's not going to be around much longer. So maybe that's why he's been so firm on the defensive, you know, not just defending his player, but sort of really calling out people for, for booing him. I, I don't think he'll be there after the Euros. Um, I think that's probably widely accepted. I mean, he's already talking about becoming a pundit in his post-England career at 2030 World Cup. He said he'd be a pundit. He was talking about England's 2028 20, hosting the other day in very much, very much a sense that, you know, he won't be around. And in terms of how fans view him, yeah, that's changed a little bit as well, I think. You know, there was obviously the honeymoon period when they got to the semis of the 2018 World Cup and that continued pretty much all the way to the Euros final. But I think there's a sense now that England have got the most talented group of players they potentially ever had. So if Southgate can't be the man to finally deliver that trophy, then yeah, people will view his reign as a disappointment. Just finally, what is on the line for England and Italy at Wembley? So a draw will do for England in terms of qualification, if you look at the table now, but because Italy and Ukraine have got to play each other still, they both wouldn't be able to overtake England. So it's not a huge deal, to be honest, if they lose to Italy, because they've got Malta at home next, and uh, England will win that game, I'm certain of that. And then they've got North Macedonia away for their last game if they're still in trouble, which feels unlikely. But in reality, what it is, is their last big competitive proper test before the Euros because um, Italy at home at Wembley is always a big game Um, it's a very different Italy to the one they faced just a few months ago out in Naples Italy have got a different manager now in Spalletti instead of Mancini They've got a very different set of players, very different from the Euros final, but still a formidable test and one which Southgate will really want to use wisely because, yeah, like I said, in November, they've got Malta and North Macedonia and then it's just friendlies next year before the before the big tournament. Thanks, Tim. And you can watch the game live on Channel 4 from 7.45pm in the UK or 2.45pm Eastern on Fox Sports 1 in the US. You're listening to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. Now, Italy will take on England without two of their players, both of them based in the Premier League. That's because Aston Villa's Nicolo Zaniolo and Newcastle United's Sandro Tonali withdrew from the Italy squad last week. On Thursday, the pair were questioned by Italian police as part of an investigation into illegal betting. Our Italian football writer James Horncastle joins us now. James, what do we know? This scandal broke last week after La Stampa published a story about Nicola Fagioli, the Juventus midfield player who was also the Young Player of the Year in Serie A last season. The story claimed that uh, Fagioli had been placed under investigation by public prosecutors in Turin in connection with a probe into illegal online betting platforms. And on the back of that, a paparazzo, um, a notorious paparazzo called Fabrizio Corona, who had named Fagioli uh, already a month ago, um, said that he was going to reveal two more names. He did. Those were the names of Sandro Tonali of Newcastle United and Nicolo Zaniolo of Aston Villa. After Corona was 
interviewed by police as uh, someone informed of the facts that you're in flying a squad uh, went down the motorway to Florence to the national team's training center at Coveciano. They spoke to Tonali and Zaniolo. They placed them formally under investigation and they seized their electronic devices. Corona has named another player in the meantime, but that player has not been placed under investigation and is considering legal action after the allegation was brought. And so what we have now is Tonali and uh, Zaniolo preparing uh, their legal positions. Which I'm sure is why neither player was deemed in the right frame of mind to play tonight. So what happens from here, James? The Italian Football Federation's federal prosecutor um, has opened uh, his own investigation um, that uh, is uh, normal. He is following uh, what is happening uh, in the criminal uh, justice system. Both players obviously have the presumption uh, of innocence at this moment in time. And uh, an investigation by the Italian Football Federation's public prosecutor is expected to last 60 days. He has 60 days to open and close this case. He can recommend it for dismissal at the end of that, or he can go to uh, sentencing. So it remains to be seen what the outcome of these investigations are. Okay, and as for the football, James, this feels like a huge evening for Italy's qualifying hopes. Well, the players in their walk around at Wembley were smiling. Uh, They seemed more relaxed, and I think that's natural after... Uh, a comfortable and convincing win uh, against Malta in Bari uh, on Saturday night. For Italy, of course, they would like to stay ahead uh, of Ukraine. At the moment, they're tied on points, but Italy have a a game in hand. But even if Italy uh, were to fall out of the automatic qualification places for Euro 2024, they are guaranteed a playoff spot by virtue of uh, being in the final four of the Nations League. Naturally, they would like to avoid playing another playoff because the last two... Uh, have gone badly for them. It is a big uh, night for them. uh, And Spalletti says this will tell us a lot about who we are as a national team. Uh, Yeah, whether we can stamp Germany uh, into our passports. Thanks, James. Well, like Italy, the Netherlands' hopes of reaching Euro 2024 were hanging in the balance. They were drawing nil-nil in Greece until their captain and Liverpool captain Virgil van Dijk stepped up to take a penalty in the 91st minute. But the Dutch with a chance to create a happy ending, which would put them firmly in control of their qualification destiny. Van Dijk scores for the Netherlands. Ah yes, the Dutch won 1-0 and now look good to make next summer's Euros in Germany. All they have to do is beat Ireland and Gibraltar. Those two played each other last night with Ireland winning 4-0 young Brighton striker Evan Ferguson getting the first. As for the games tonight, you can catch the friendly between France and Euro qualifiers Scotland at 8pm on Viaplay Sports in the UK. That's 3pm Eastern on Fubo TV in the US. Speaking of the US, the men host Ghana at 8.30pm Eastern on TNT. There's a choice of CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers on Paramount Plus and those of a South American flavour you'll find on Fanati. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. I've been Michael Bailey. Your producer was Mike Zimmerman and executive producer was Ian McIntosh. Enjoy your day and I'll be back with you tomorrow. The Athletic.